Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Good morning, New Day. We welcome everyone in the room and online. We're so excited to be together to worship the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, as you're finding your seats, I'll remind you to come and scoot in toward the center so that everyone who arrives after you can slide in. And you'll notice the room is set up a little differently now. We have two main aisles, one on the far right and one on the far left. And so that's the main way we're going to be coming in. And what we've done is just brought the chairs together so there's more unity and the rows are longer. And so we really want to utilize the space that we have well. God keeps growing our number, and so we want to host the people that he sends our way. There's not a particular number of people in our church that we're going for. We want to be the size that God wants us to be. And so if he's growing us, we need to be willing to make changes to accommodate that growth. Amen? And it can be a little uncomfortable sometimes because that might mean you have to sit slightly in a different spot than what you were in. But I encourage you to do it. It's worth it. Scoot in toward the middle, make room on the edges. And um, God is just going to keep doing awesome things. We believe it. And it's been so exciting to see him work. Even this last week, we started our major outreach. And it's gone so well already. Already connections um, have been made with the neighbors. Prophetic words have been spoken. Even one prophetic word came to pass. It's just been awesome. And so there's so much to be thankful for. And so let's just pray. Would you stand up with me and let's just pray. Prepare our hearts. It's a River Sunday this morning. It's a little bit bit different um, structure and we'll explain that more later but the kids all stay in with us for the whole service there's activities for them in the back but we want them participating with us um, and so let's just go to the Lord in prayer father we acknowledge that you're in this place and we say have your way Holy Spirit we love you we honor you we want to pe- be a people who whose worship is pleasing to you whose hearts are genuine in our worship, holy and pure before you. Help us to be humble. Help us to um, lay down our lives like you laid yours down. Come and have your way today. However you want to move, we want to lean into that. Whatever you want to focus on, we want to focus on that this morning, however that looks. So have your way, take the lead, and we will do our best to follow. We worship you. We lift your name on high. We pray that not only in in our congregation, but in all the congregations in Kalamazoo that are meeting to worship you this morning, that you would come, that you would move in power, that lives would be changed, that we would look more like you after than we came in looking in the morning. We want to be more like you, Jesus. We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to piggyback on that prayer and ask you, Holy Spirit, would you open the eyes of our hearts 
this morning. We want to see you. God, open our ears to hear you. God, I just pray for courage and boldness when you speak to our heart, if you want us to share something with the room. God, we just lean in to your Holy Spirit this morning as we lift up our hearts and our voices in praise. I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all that you've done and all that is to come and all that is to come. Let's thank him. I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for all that you've done and all and all that is to come and i'm so grateful that you're so faithful you're my savior strong and true and i'm so grateful that you're so faithful i place all Father to the fatherless, 
You're the peace in all distress. You're the light that breaks the darkness. You're the mighty one, the risen sun. You're the savior to the drowning. I was lost till you found me. You broke the chains that had bound me. You're the mighty one, the risen sun. You're the father to the fatherless. You're the peace in all distress. You're the light that breaks the darkness. You're the mighty one, the risen sun. You're the savior to the drowning. I was lost till you found me. You broke the chains that had bound me. You're the mighty one, the risen sun. The one who was and is and is to come. And I'm so grateful that you're so faithful. You're my Savior, strong and true. And I'm so grateful that you're so fatherless. You're the peace in all distress. You're the light that breaks the darkness. You're the mighty one, the risen sun. You're the savior to the drowning. I was lost till you found me. You broke the chains that had bound me. You're the mighty one, the risen sun. You're the father to the fatherless. You're the peace in all Savior to the drowning. I was lost till you found me. You broke the chains. You're the mighty one, the risen sun, the one who was and is and is to come. And I'm so grateful that you're so You're so
thanks and praise this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy. Jesus Christ. 
Welcome once again to New Day Community Church. I'm Pastor Bill. My wife, Marilee, and I are the lead pastors here, and we're so glad you're joining us on this River Sunday. I just wanted to let you know what River Sunday means. About every other month, we do this here at New Day Community Church, and it's where we spend some extended time doing things that are a normal part of church life here at New Day. We're going to spend more time with songs of worship. There's more opportunity for um, for you to just spend time in the presence of the Lord, hearing what he has to say for you, and even sharing that with others. Um, 
it's a little more free flowing. We want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And if the Lord's leading, we might share a little bit from Scripture, Marilee and I, but we don't plan a full-length message on River Sundays just to make that extra room for, for what the Lord wants to do. And um, I think I've got a slide here. So some ways you can participate on a River Sunday are listed on this slide. Feel freedom is kind of the big thing, to interact with the Lord and with one another. Maybe you feel led to go find a particular friend and pray with them. Go for it at any time during the service this morning. Maybe you want to use the flags like some were already doing this morning. You're invited and welcome to do that. We'll take communion later at some point during the service. Maybe you'll feel led to share a testimony or share a scripture with the whole room. And we'll talk about how you can do that um, in just a moment. But some good questions to ask the Lord to sort of get, get things rolling for you are available here. You can say, God, what do you want to say to me? And journal or open the word, open your Bible on your phone or, or a paper Bible and see what he wants to reveal to you. You can ask him, where are you in the room? What are you up to, God? What are you doing right now? And see what he might say to you. And ask him, is there anything you want everyone to know? Maybe there is, and you can come and see us to share it. So 1 Corinthians um, 1440 says to do everything decently and in good order. It's a recommendation for a church on how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so as we do a little more free-flowing action on River Sunday, we follow that as well. And so the MCs, which are Marilee and I this morning, are the guide for that. If you feel like you have something that you want to share, that the Lord's leading you to share with the whole body this morning, come and see us. And then we sort of organize those things as the Lord leads us. And, and a River Sunday takes shape. Um, but it's just important to come with humility. You know, not everyone who, who has something to share always gets to share it. There are many Sundays I have something to share and I don't share it. <laughs> but often on a River Sunday, there's a lot more room. So we do get more involvement. So come forward, be brave. We love hearing what the Lord is saying to you and we'll find a way to make it fit if it does. Okay, finally, if you guys are able and ready and willing, would you stand and Repeat this prayer after me. This is a prayer of preparation to position ourselves to participate with the Holy Spirit and do River Sunday really well. All right, so repeat after me. Come Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place. Help me to get tuned in to you. I surrender to your will and to your way. May I be a blessing to you and my church. Amen. Amen. So that's a little intro of what's going to happen this morning. Uh, like I said, it's free flowing. Be free to move around the room. Kids are in with us today, and we love that. They are welcome to be children this morning. <laughs> I see a couple having some fun over on this side right now. That's great. They're going to be kids, and that's a part of the worship experience as the family of believers. So um, enjoy this morning. It's one of my favorite Sundays, and I love seeing what God does through each of us as we come together as one and worship him. Amen.
Even when I don't feel that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working We make a miracle worker Promise keeper Light in the darkness My God, that is who you are You are right now about just proclaiming who he is and remembering who he is. So let's lean into that a little bit more, church, and and just focus best you can. Close your eyes, cut out all distractions, and focus on who he is, his wonderful attributes, that he is the way maker in your life. Can we do that again? That is who you are. He is the way maker in your life. He is the miracle working God. He's always been with you. He never left you. Even when you thought he wasn't there, he was there. He's always been with you. And there is nothing that you've been through that he cannot heal. No area in your heart that cannot be redeemed, cannot be restored. He can go back and heal things. He can heal things right now. And he prepares a way for your future. It's who you are, God. It's who you are. We focus in on that. We think about who you are. The good God, perfectly holy, perfectly loving, perfectly just. Right now, he's revealing to 
scripture came to mind. He spoke a word. And so anyone who received one of those, come gather and we'll kind of form a line here and then we're going to share them and speak them out. What came to mind right away for me, you know, God is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He's a kinsman redeemer. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Those are just a couple of verses that came to mind. But as they come to mind for you, grab your Bible or your phone or just be prepared to share what he spoke to you in your mind's eye and gather here. We'll sing a little more and then we'll share them one after another. And we'll just see a fuller picture of who God is and how he's revealing himself to us as a body of believers together. I think I'll just kick that right off. pondering a lot about God's hand in my life for many, many decades, and I just wanted to declare today that God is the great architect of my life, and he has been the most perfect civil engineer to map out the road that I've been on, you know, sometimes a highway, sometimes a country dirt road, but every step of the way he has been there providing for me and leading me, and um, this house this house of worship has been a constant in my life since I was 13 years old. And it has been the stability. It has been where people have challenged me 
you know, to do better, you know, when I'm at fault, you know, and have given me the opportunity to repent and be forgiven. It's been the place that has been um, open to me exercising my spiritual gifts and growing in them, encouraging me in them, and the support of friendships and family um, to not only help raise me in my walk with the Lord, but help me raise my children and to be a strong foundation for them. And, you know, and they're, they're growing and they're thriving. And so I just want to say thank you, God, architect of my life, for your provision with my family, my home, um, my spouse, my children. Um, he has ordered every step and will continue to do so. some elaborate thing. It's just sharing with the body what he revealed to you, even if it's his love. I was just encountered by his love. That is perfectly fine. So come on up, Jemmy, Brandy. Let's share with each other. Okay, so what did he reveal to you? Psalm 50, verse 1 and 2. The mighty one, God the Lord, speaks and summering the earth from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets from Zion's perfect in beauty God shines forth amen he is the mighty one he shines of who God is, and um, I just see him revealing to each and every heart, like merely he was speaking that to me earlier, that he's just confirming in everyone's heart realities and truths of who he is, and this week there has been a message that um, uh, somebody gave me, and then God just spoke that scripture back to me, it's Isaiah 43, 19, for I am about to do something new, see, open your eyes, see, um, <clears throat> I have already begun, a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. 
I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. Let's honor him today before the whole world in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. He makes a way. He's doing something new. That's awesome. Michelle. I might just heard the words um, humble and gentle. gentleness and his love. Amen. What about you kids? What did, what did you hear? What is God like? Does anybody want to come up and say what a word, what he's like? You guys are welcome to. song and we'll just keep following the flow of the Holy Spirit. we have been saved and seated with him in the heavenly places all the riches of his grace the gift of God for us through endless ages you've made us alive
This is such good news for us. This is good news. This is such good news for us. Hallelujah. And by grace we have been saved. This is good news. This is such good news for us. This is good news. This is such good news for us. This is good news. This is such good news for us. This is good news. This is such good news for us.
communion next I just wanted to read a passage that this song reminded me of this is talking Paul's writing to believers in the church at Rome and he says we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may live a new life in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And so communion is a time where we remember the crucifixion of Jesus, how he gave his body and his blood as a sacrifice. The bread and the juice represent his body and his blood. And then Paul talks about this. As we come into faith in Christ, we somehow enter into that with him. Something, what we were, dies, and a whole new life is created. Sin that had reign and dominion over us no longer does if we go through that death and resurrection in Christ. And we're raised to a new life that is free from sin and death. And it'll be ultimately accomplished through the resurrection of the dead and eternal life in the world to come. <clears throat> so... With that in mind, we're going to take communion this morning. The way we do that at New Day Community Church is that you don't have to be a member of this church to take communion. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're welcome to join us this morning. And what we're going to do is read the Nicene Creed together, which is a statement of faith. And then after we do that, I'll dismiss you to grab the bread and juice. We'll come back to our seats and then take it all together as one. So if you 
If you can and you're willing, go ahead and stand with me. We're going to read this statement of faith called the Nicene Creed all together in unison. Sound good? Awesome. All right, let's go. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he was born of the Virgin Mary and became human. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of the Father. He shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. We believe in one holy, universal, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. It's so good. We do this every time we take communion, which is once a month here at New Day. And I find myself not being able to not finish certain sentences from this. Does this happen to you guys, you uh, New Day regulars? We're like, if you say something about Jesus rising from the dead, you feel like you have to say, according to the scriptures. It just starts flowing. And I sort of love that this like centuries old statement of faith is kind of in me to that level and leaks out all the time. It's just good. It's good to be grounded in the truth of what we believe in. All right. So at this time, there are tables in the back two corners and the front two corners of the room. Grab a cup with bread and a cup with juice and return to your seats. And then we'll take it all together in unison. And gluten-free is here, if you would like gluten-free. Don't feel like you got to rush if you're still getting your bread and juice. I want to read another scripture. It was on my mind earlier as I was thinking about who God is and how he's revealed himself to us. And it's a river Sunday. We got plenty of time. I'm going to read you some more Bible. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of a little under the weather. I don't know if you can tell by my energy level this morning. Hopefully not too much. But 
I'm not feeling the strongest. <laughs> I'm not feeling the most vitality I, I ever do. Um, and so this is an especially good encouragement for me this morning. Maybe it is for you as well. It's from Isaiah 53, starting in verse 4. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. a prophecy about Jesus from hundreds of years before he died on a cross. It's crazy accurate. <laughs> it's also such a, an amazing picture of who Jesus is and what he did. Let's take a moment before we eat the bread and drink the juice to, to respond to that. Just close your eyes. Maybe your mind goes to transgressions that he needs to cover and forgive you for. Maybe there are um, iniquities that come to mind. Maybe there are wounds that need healed. Maybe you're physically feeling under the weather like I am, or maybe there are emotional wounds or baggage that you carried in here with you today. We're about to take communion, and it says in that passage that the body and the blood of Jesus bring healing to us bring forgiveness, redemption to us. Take a moment to bring to him where you're at and receive what he has for you. Paul wrote about communion in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So Jesus, we take this bread today and we remember what you instituted before you died. A remembrance of your body sacrificed for us. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have to endure what you did, but you did it because of the joy that was set before you, which is us. Our redemption was your joy. And so we joyfully partake and remember your body. Amen. Let's eat the bread. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So, Jesus, we honor the spilling of your blood by remembering it today. Your blood somehow marks a new covenant for us, a new promise, a new relationship. Father, Son, and Spirit 
accomplished by what you did when you spilled your blood. Just take a moment to acknowledge that, to let it sink in a little bit, what you did and what it means. We remember it, we honor it, we honor you, and we thank you for your blood. Let's take the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this rhythm of church life where we remember your sacrifice, Jesus, where we remember what it was for, where we respond to your love for us through your sacrifice on the cross, your death, your burial, your resurrection, which changes everything. We are so grateful. As the bread and the juice go into our body and gets processed and goes into our cells and sort of becomes a part of us, we pray that your death, burial, and resurrection, we could somehow enter into it, that it could somehow become a part of us, that we could somehow become a part of you, Jesus, and inherit eternal life in your presence where there's fullness of joy and abundant life. Thank you that you've unleashed it upon us now. We receive it with thankful hearts. Amen. Keep playing. So you can be seated. That was amazing. Just such a, a peace and a holiness in the room right now. Thank you, Father. Well, what I feel led to focus on over the next few minutes is Philippians chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles with you, would you open to Philippians chapter 2? Paul is writing to the believers in Philippi, and he says a lot of really important things about salvation and about how we're meant to interact as a family of believers and about God's big picture vision for all nations and all peoples. And so I just want to let these words speak to us this morning. You know, when we read the Bible, it is a plumb line for us where we go, am I living my life and am I believing exactly according to this? If not, we go whoop. We get right back on track, don't we? This is the truth. It convicts us. It teaches us. And so, Holy Spirit, would you teach us from your word? Whatever the Holy Spirit wants you to learn, whatever he wants you to be reminded of, I trust that he's doing that this morning. That's what he's up to. So let's just start in verse 1. And Paul says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ... If any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. You know, when he says being united with Christ, that is our, that is the base reality of salvation we are united with Christ. That's what it is to be saved. And then from there, all the benefits of encouragement, um, his love, and fellowship with the Spirit. And you know what that is? 
That's fellowship with other believers, the spirit that lives in each of us, indwelling each of us. We are blessed by that relationship. And then we're encouraged here to have that, to be like-minded, to be of the same love, to be one in spirit and purpose. And when I read that, I think, wow, that's what we're going for, church. And that's what we're doing with the unity of like our outreach project on our land. And it's so good to be reminded of that's how God wants church to be because we live in a culture where what is encouraged is be your own individual, whatever's best for you, whatever truth you want to have. You know, even a consumerist-driven mindset is encouraged. What's going to serve you best? And so this is completely opposite that. It goes on in verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Selfish ambition and vain conceit are the enemies of humility. And so we just want to be aware to not live like that. And walking in humility, that is the source of our unity. That's how we can have unity. And when it says, consider others better than yourself, that does not mean that everyone else is more superior, more talented than you. It just sees that it means that you see others as worthy of preferential treatment. I'm going to prefer this other person. Amen? That's what that means. And it says not to look out to your own interests. And it's proper, church, to look out for your interests, yes, but only if there's equal concern for the interest of others. That is the type of church that Paul is saying, be, be this way. Your, this is verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Okay, what was his attitude? Let's find out. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. That means he emptied himself, not by giving up his deity, but by laying aside his high position and his place of glory. He was the full embodiment of humility and he's saying, let's be that way as well. Jesus being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. The most humiliating, torturous death that anyone could endure. Verse 9, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. I'm going to read it again. Because of this humility, because of his surrender, God exalted him to the highest place. God is the one who does the exalting. 
and gave Jesus the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So God's design is that people everywhere, every nation, every culture, every language would worship and serve Jesus. And ultimately, everyone will, whether willingly or not. And now is the chance for everyone to willingly proclaim his, as, him as Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so I encourage you, if you're here this morning and you've never done that, let today be that day that you come into unity with Christ and be saved and proclaim him as Lord. I was struck by his desire for all nations to worship him, and I was reminded in Acts chapter 2 when God gave the Holy Spirit do you remember this Jesus God raised Jesus from the dead and he appeared to hundreds of people over the course of many days and then it was time for him to ascend into heaven and he said I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit wait in Jerusalem I'm going to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit and Jesus ascends and when he gives the Holy Spirit Every language understands what is being preached. They, everyone who was there, they said, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own languages. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? And so I'm just impacted by, um, God wants every language, every culture a part of this. And so... What I want to do this morning, and I asked a few people that I know speak a different language, I want us in as many tongues as we have in the room this morning as we approach Pentecost, and I have a cool announcement about that in a few minutes. But if you, if you speak Spanish, Mandarin, French, anybody else, would you just come? And um, I have the slide of Philippians 2. Can you put up our River Sunday slides? It's the second to last slide with the verse. Sorry. Thank you so much. Okay, so church, let's do it this way. Everybody stand up and we're going to proclaim glory to God the Father in English. And then we're going to hear it proclaimed in some other languages. Yeah, so let's do it in English first. Okay, so everybody ready? Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's try it again. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. I am Ivan's wife. I English lullaby, sorry. <laughs> this is Lee Min. If you don't know, this is Lee Min, Evan's wife. Yeah. 
and my name is Lee Mingao. Now to him who loved us Now to him who redeemed 
every people, every race proclaims that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to begin to close the service. We have um, several things we want to tell you about in closing this morning. And the first is on May 28th. It's Pentecost, the celebration of when and the remembering of when the Holy Spirit was given. Um, Bill and I have been a part of, of planning a worship night um, for cross-cultural, cross-denominational, even multilingual. There's going to be um, a Nigerian worship team. It's going to be a real celebration of, of all different cultures as we worship the Lord. And so we're passing out invitations. just want to make that available for our church to attend as well. And you have the next May 28th. It's a Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Um, and River Church downtown is hosting it. All right. 
Last week we started a fundraiser to help a church in Japan called Every Nation Izu. It's a church we regularly support here at New Day. And so uh, we didn't take extra time to talk about giving, but if you want to give your tithes and offerings and if you want to contribute to the fundraiser um, for Japan, you can do so at the giving station on the way out or all the normal ways. And uh, we're off to a great start. This is something we're doing in partnership with a couple of other New Day churches. And uh, so I'm excited to see how it turns out. And it'll be for the whole month of May. So we're looking to raise $26,000 if we can, would be the total cost for two big commercial HVAC units for their church. It gets very cold there in the winter and very hot in the summer. So this is a key to them being able to have church there in Japan. So go ahead and give to that as you feel led. Many of you are aware the next mission trip that we're going on. Do you realize like all of our announcements have to do with like nations and different cultures and languages? Anyway, the next mission trip we're going on is to Tennessee today after service at noon. It's a very important meeting. If you've signed up to go already, come. If you're thinking you might want to go, come to this meeting today at noon. And that's all we're going to say about that right now. No? Well, it's a different thing. A local outreach. So this was our, this is the conclusion of the first week of one of us from the New Day family being out on our trails. We own 18 acres here and we're doing a restoration of the property to what we're calling New Day Nature Trails. And so, as you'll see in the lobby, we're signing up to cover every calendar day for six months. One of us to be out there to warmly greet our neighbors, welcome them to use the trails, invite them to church, offer prayer. And actually, all those things have happened in the first week. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> On day one, Kathy heard a word from the Lord about... A the neighborhood to the south in particular, and it was fulfilled on day two. <laughs> Both days were snowy and rainy, and my expectation bar was a little bit low, if I'm honest with you, and wow, God is just using this. Every little step we take, we just see him, like, do so much with it, above and beyond uh, what we could ask or imagine. So bless you as you do that. Thank you for doing that. It's God's doing amazing things through it. If you haven't had a day yet where you're out there hosting the trail, I'm excited for you to go out on your first day. It's going to be awesome. And even if you don't meet a neighbor, you can pray. And those prayers build toward the next thing God does. And we just saturate the property with his presence and with our prayers. Well, hey, guys, we have a lively week ahead in the life of this church family. It's a community group week. We have a youth group tonight for the teenagers, young adults on Friday night, prayer meetings Thursday night. It's going to be awesome. And we have our special mother's and daughter's brunch on Saturday. So I'm just excited about all the community and unity and spiritual growth that we're experiencing. Let's close in prayer and we'll be dismissed. Thank you, God, for an awesome morning in your presence. You love the corporate gathering of your people and we love it too. Thank you for how you've moved, how you've spoken, how you've uh, revealed yourself and thank you for the opportunity to worship you and give you our praise pray that we would go forward in this week being the type of people that we read about in Philippians 2. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, church, if you would like prayer on a specific need, the prayer team will be available. But you are dismissed to go do and be Christ in your community.